podcast i'm your host tyrone and i'm desiree and And we we are are not your attorneys we have another special guest episode we are just cranking out the guests this year that's because we're going on vacation all (laughs) summer (laughs) (laughs) well this week we have eric damon jones jr he is a three-time emmy award-winning entertainment producer and booker for ABC's Good Morning America, the number one morning show in the country. Eric books and produces major celebrities and talent for the program, which regularly entails coordinating across sister network platforms such as World News Tonight with David Muir, Nightline, This Week with George Stephanopoulos, The View, and newly minted third hour of GMA entitled Strahan and Sarah. During his time at GMA, Eric has produced some of the biggest names in entertainment, including Mariah Carey, Jennifer Lawrence, and Denzel Washington, to name a few. In addition, he has traveled across the country and world to produce ABC segments and specials for a number of prominent primetime award shows, including the Emmy Awards, Golden Globe Awards, and the Academy Awards. Eric also serves as the talent lead for CultureCon, powered by the Creative Collective, an annual ideas conference celebrating the impact that creatives of color make on society. While operating in this role, Eric has booked and produced Lala Anthony, Nick Cannon, Remy Ma, and history-making Vogue photographer Tyler Mitchell. Before securing his current positions, Eric interned for the First Lady of the United States, Michelle Obama, in the Office of the First Lady Correspondent, and interned for GMA under the umbrella of the 2011 International Radio and Television Society Summer Fellowship. Eric lives in Harlem, New York, and has his sights set on becoming an on-camera entertainment personality with his own production company. Welcome, Eric. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. That illustrious bio. You have done so much. I wanted to run into the other room when you were reading it. I was like, oh, geez, are they they talking about me? You're like, we got to run through the resume real quick so the people know who we're talking to. You read off Eric's resume all the time, and he's just such the most humble person. But, you know, you better swing that ponytail. you, You never know, honestly, you never know, you know, kind of like, not that you don't know what you've accomplished and yeah. that you've done, because you obviously put in the hard work to get to where you've gotten so far. And by no means am I done yet, but it's, it is it is pretty amazing to to hear some of the stuff. And you're kind of like, oh, my goodness. Like, wow. Hopefully, Grandma is still proud. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully, you can fill in some of the gaps for us for the stuff that wasn't in there. Okay. That's the stuff the listeners really want to know. So, you know, talking about the journey to get to where you are, can you sort of speak to... What got you into this field of booking and what sort of led you there? Because when people think about entertainment, that's not like the first gig that they think about right. sometimes. They, so immediately, was, they immediately jump to like, oh, I'm in front of the camera. Oh, yes, you got to be the star like all the time. Director or something right, that right, right, is right. 
more prominently known to people who don't right. aren't familiar with the industry. So, so what, what led you sort of to this path? Well, Agreed. first, what is a talent booker? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> good question. Good question. Basics, basics. Yeah, like um, in terms of booking, uh, and and I kind of equate it to editorial producing. It's essentially mm-hmm. um, pitching, uh, receiving pitches in order to acquire talent and newsmakers uh, for a program or event or entity. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, if I'm working on my show, for instance, what I do for a daily is basically going out and getting newsmakers, um, efforting them uh, to come on our show and convincing them to not only do our show, uh, but to try not to do too many other shows. So that way mm-hmm. uh, the uniqueness or, you know, uh, excitement of that appearance or booking stays intact. You kind of preserve it. Mm-hmm. And it's only this guest is only stopping by us or they're yeah. stopping by okay. our place first. Like we're special. We're the ones that got them. So there's a lot of, of work that goes into that. It, it really does involve, I guess, a skill set of, of people skills, honestly, yeah. um, and knowing how to talk to people and having tact and having good timing and good judgment and, and using all of that to convince somebody to trust you enough with their story, trust yeah. you enough with uh, their words and their, uh, their not life, but just trusting you with their story and their words and, and honoring kind of what they stand for and being able to get that out to more and more people and to an audience that will behoove both of you, which is why you're in yeah. that situation yeah. to begin with. So that's kind of what a, what a, a booker is. And, and when I was first starting out, I honestly didn't even know that was a department, um, especially <laughs> at the higher level yeah. of yeah. news. Like, obviously, when you're in small town, you know, Georgia or small town Iowa, the news stations or the, the TV stations there aren't as equipped to have a completely separate team yeah. to go out and get those interviews. Actually, the people in those small towns are the same people writing the copy. They're writing yeah. the script. They're shooting their own stuff. They're yeah, going out and getting. Shop. They're <laughs> calling the police station, getting the latest on the murder or yeah. the, the 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 robbery, uh, and they're um, you know actually booking the police chief or the eyewitness. They're doing all of that themselves. But once I got was so lucky enough to intern at GMA, my eyes were open uh, mm. to the uh, world of a network. Um, to where I was like, oh wow, there are people who go out and get it. Yeah. There, there's a whole crazy type of good person that like is relentless in making sure, you know, we're going to tell your story here. This is how we want to do it. Trust me. Right. Um, and getting that out to the audience. So I'm glad they that I was opened up to that because it's what I do. And it's kind of like what I'm used to doing, oddly enough. It's a crazy world, but I love <laughs> it. And it's, it's a lot of fun. Who was the first person you ever booked at Good Morning America? That's a very good question. Um, I've booked, you know, things big and small uh, from, you know, world newsmakers to big, big celebrities, as was mentioned in the resume, to, you know, even an editor of a magazine who just wants to come on and, and give their uh, perspective and expertise on a story that we're we're doing that entails uh, their genre or their um, kind of, you know, what that magazine does. Right. Um, I guess the first big, big uh, booking, because that's what sticks out to me always when people ask me that, is um, towards the end of my internship, I was sort of trusted uh, with bookings on my own so Mm -hmm. as i like worked my tail off my boss started trusting me a little bit more and more and again this is like summer 2011 so i haven't even completed i haven't even completed college and this is going into my senior year um so i'm up here in new york bright-eyed you know bushy-tailed guy from uh vidalia georgia 
up here just I'm like, okay, I've done some good stuff, but mm-hmm. hopefully I'm doing a good job. Um, and apparently I was because they started allowing me to be like the only editorial uh, producer, aka booker, uh, overnight at the news desk uh, for GMA. And so I never forget the night that it happened. Um, it was in the summer um, in the country band Sugarland. Yeah, they yeah, had Sugarland. like a they had a big um, concert at a festival um, in the mid- in the Midwest, I believe, or either St. Louis. I can't remember the exact uh, day um, or exact place. Uh, but I remember late at night. You know, all of a sudden our news phones start ringing off the hook, and we realize what it is. And obviously, this is. Still in the era of social media, obviously it was just but you know, very you know, but very beginning. <laughs> where, right. where it things was like just I think off. only Twitter maybe exactly. In yeah, it wasn't right? Instagram wasn't super super big as yeah. like it is now yet. Or I don't even know if it was here yet, but it wasn't super super big yet. <laughs> um, none of that was like catching fire. Snapchat wasn't like that. Yeah. It was literally pretty much Twitter, like, uh, and YouTube, Facebook, Facebook yeah. YouTube, you know, and all of that. And I just remember all of a sudden after those phones were ringing, I started looking on Twitter and Facebook and. People were sharing videos from on uh, on the scene, and basically a stage had collapsed yeah, at that, I remember that at that festival, and mm. people died. Um, mm. And I just remember having to think quickly on my toes. Like obviously, my heart uh, went out and still goes out to to people who were affected uh, by you know knowing somebody or, yeah. or loving somebody there who who was there. But you know, I had to spring into action in terms of of work and kind of like prove myself. I was kind of like thrown into to it, you know. Yeah. So. I do remember reaching out to people on social media, uh, DMing people on Twitter, um, commenting on YouTube videos, because, you know, my thought process was if they're uploading videos, they are aiding in the news process, you know, when you, you know, otherwise they would have kept it to themselves and, Mm -hmm. you know, just went about them, went about their merry way. Um, But with with an event of this nature, I immediately sprung into action and started commenting and writing and requesting. Um, So basically, I was like clearing videos. I was getting permission to use that YouTube video that an eyewitness posted. I got in contact with a cousin who you couldn't find their relative at the thing. So I I remember booking some eyewitnesses uh, for that story. And and that kind of is pretty much the first you know, news booking. It may not have been the absolute first, but to me, it was Uh the quote unquote first because that's when I really was like, wow, I'm a journalist. (laughs) And that's great to have that experience as an intern. Yeah, Yeah. it's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, and I still know, I still have that news background in me. So like, even though I do the fun celebrities and people are like, oh my God, he's hanging out with Chrissy Teigen. Oh, he... He's pictured with Kelly Rowland and all that. All, that's also fun and glamorous. <laughs> I still know how to, you know, take away the glitz and glamour and get down to the heart of a story or breaking news. Right. And, and um, it's scary, but um, that that side will never leave me because um, that's kind of how I earned, you know. Yeah, and that's how you earned my your feet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do. I want to put a pin in something and come back to it that you said as mentioned clearances. We definitely want to touch on that. Yeah. But I also had a clarifying question mm-hmm. because I'm naive and not super aware of all of the different things that happen in the industry. But in terms of terminology and actual roles, can you use the word booking and casting interchangeably? Or are they like yeah. completely different worlds? I, hope, I mean, for, as far as I know them, they're totally different worlds. It's mm-hmm. sort of like booking is like getting the guests, scheduling it, putting it on the air. That, right. That's a booking. Yeah. Like a guest is a booking. Or uh, you can also book editorial elements in terms mm-hmm. of I call the police chief, get the latest uh, information on the arrest. That is editorial. I've booked, you know, the editorial to go into the story. Otherwise, you know, 
who knows what we'd be hanging our reporting on. You'd have to be like, oh, the New York Post said, or oh, the, yeah. you know, this, the Gazette said this, yeah. you know, no. It should be whatever your company is that you're reporting for says this, and you know it because you're the one on the front lines getting the direct uh, sourcing for the information. So, yeah. so that's what I mean by booking, is that you're directly getting the guests, you're booking the story. Okay. And that's what we call booking. Um, I don't really use the word casting as much, but you know it could be interpreted a few different ways. Okay. Yeah. That was just something that for me, yeah. I was like, you know, no, maybe I mean, maybe we have our listeners who sort of think like, oh, it's just like casting as well. Yeah, so yeah. I yeah. wanted to see if uh, you had a. There's some so insight. many terminology. There's so much uh, language out there. Sometimes it, it can kind of get uh, confusing because I'm. I was like, what is this? What is a, a SOT? What is a VTR? You know and. You kind of learn that stuff a lot on the on the job and, and so doing what are it. those terms? Uh, so a sot is like sound on tape, so it's uh-huh. basically like a piece of sound. So like, uh, if somebody was video recording, uh, you know, me and you talking right now, yeah. and they played it back, that's a sot. Okay. Um, VTR is like a piece. I use it interchangeably as like a package. So uh-huh. it's, it's it's interchangeable. And is that package video? Yeah, okay. video and sound. Okay. Yeah. So let's circle back to the thing that actually matters is you were touching on about the releases. So do you have a lot of semi like legal elements that sort of creep into your job when it's talk talk about footage and like interviews and rights to things and like what's the aspect of your job that sort of deals with the legal parts? Obviously, everything is so connected. Um, And, you know, it's you know, you guys know, I mean, you could sue somebody just the sue them, you know, yeah, yeah. pretty much. I mean, I'm joking, obviously. I'm like I'm defamation, liberal with them, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but you get what I'm saying. So you got to be really careful. Um, mm-hmm. And what you're doing, millions of people are potentially seeing it in terms of my job, I guess, at least for sure. So you always just got to be careful. So whenever I'm doing a segment, let's say I'm booking a celebrity to promote a TV show or movie. I, of course, just have that understanding with the publicist or whoever's pitched me or whoever I went after mm-hmm. that, okay, if we have somebody on for a movie, we're going to show a clip from that movie. Or if we have, you know, somebody on to perform, we're going to have them perform a song from the music. So we have to go through our music clearances team. And then for the clip, there's either, you know, just an email, you know, kind of like understanding that like, obviously we're providing this, we're the studio, we booked it Mm -hmm. with you and we're a part of this. So here's the clip. Here's our permission to use the clip. Just credit it this way. Um, and then sometimes, depending on the company, it varies. Uh, you'll do a, a clip agreement. Uh, that's pretty standard. And both sides just have to agree. Normally, with a big organization, again, I'm not the ones going back and forth. Yeah. Uh, we, you know, we have a legal team. So I just, you know, again, that's good judgment and, you know, I guess, you know, knowing how it all works in order to, hey, this um, th- somebody from their legal side, from the person who I'm working with's legal side sent me this document. I know I can't sign it. Let me <laughs> loop in the right people who are actually right. educated and who get paid to do that. Like, I never step, try to step outside of my bounds or my lane with that stuff. I didn't go to law school. <laughs> I ain't claiming to know I went to law school. I mean, Say, thank God you didn't yeah, go. Yeah, I mean, hey, I mean, you guys are the experts here. But, um, yeah, so that's what it is. Um, it's just making sure, like, all the right people are on the same page. Yeah. Because um, you're working together for a reason, so it's not like you're, you know, out to make their their movie look bad or their tv show yeah. look bad but um you just want to make sure all parties are right because you want to you want that segment to go great so it's so it lives online so everybody and can you go can back get this emmy it. so tell yeah. me about your first <laughs> emmy how did you feel like what was your first emmy oh my goodness uh, so i've i've gotten three emmys for uh being a credited producer on uh gma uh for and who and gma has won for those three times that i've gotten the award for outstanding morning show 
So that basically means that I guess a segment or the work that I've put into that episode that was submitted for contention uh, is awarded or, right. or wins the Emmy. Um, obviously, you know, that's, I guess, a big deal and I love it. But um, I when I first found out, like, I think I got nominated one time for, like, the show got nominated the year prior to us winning. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. Like, I got a little piece of paper. I was like, you know, that's when I really was. I was just happy to be nominated. Like, right. ooh, I'm cool. <laughs> like, you know, again, small town boy of Idelia, Georgia. And then you're like, oh, my God, I'm nominated for Amy. But then when, you know, we found out that we won, obviously it's different for the daytime Emmys. I'm not Viola Davis. I'm not going on stage and, right. yeah. and ex- accepting an Emmy. That's the primetime Emmys. Yeah. I think some people get confused because you, <laughs> you have the Creative Arts Emmys. You have the Daytime Emmy Awards. Um, yeah. You have local TV station, you know, local market uh, Emmy Awards. Um, and, and then you have the news and documentary uh, awards in addition to primetime. So there's a lot of different uh, Emmy Awards, but obviously the, the Academy of Television Arts and Sciences is over all of that. Yeah. Yes. So, um, you know, once we found out that we won for our standing morning show program, I was like, well, I'm going to get my, like, you know, there we have an option to get a trophy if you want it. And I'm like, uh, uh, check, yes, check, check, yes. check. Like, I mean, <laughs> tell me what I got to do. Sign my right arm you. away. Like, I want it. And it's just, it's it's a beautiful thing to, to see your work uh rewarded and to be like man like we all worked hard and you know and man like being a part of this show is just so awesome and so amazing and again i'm not the mouthpiece for the show but like you know just to be a, a small part of it and, yeah. and be a producer and to say i've been a producer and still am a producer on it is pretty humbling and exciting to be able to show my family and friends that you know wow i you know i have one of these that i used to you know look at growing up and yeah. being like what does it take to get that gold thing and and to have three of them? I mean, geez. And more, more to come. come. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> hey, speak it, claim it. I mean, I'm going to speak it too. So yes. tell me what you look for um, in a talent when you're booking them. Does it depend on the type of show or segment? Yeah, you definitely have to be mindful of like what your audience is. Like, you know, if the audience doesn't fit, you don't force anything. And right. I think that's the, you know, you kind of know when to back off. Like if you know it's not going to work, if you know... Um, it's not good for the show or the event. I mean, why why waste anybody's time or why yeah. make yourself look inauthentic by jamming something in there that's, that isn't meant to be? Right. So I think you definitely have to be uh, aware and in tune with the company you're working for, who you're working for, blah, blah, blah. Um, and just make sure that if there, let's say that it's not on its face value, it's it, it's not quite a normal fit, but then there's a way that you can approach it to make it more appealing to your audience. That's the more exciting thing too. And I actually embrace that challenge um, and, and booking things that may not necessarily have been on the program before. Right. Like, mm-hmm. for example, like Escape, you know, oh, yeah. uh, or you, you get what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, or yeah. Mac Wilds or, yeah. you know, uh, you know, stuff like that. It's, it's really exciting. Tanache, like stuff like that is just exciting. Just be like, man, I wonder would that have happened if I wasn't involved or like mm-hmm. I spoke up and said that our demographic would like this or there's a way that it could be entertaining. Mm-hmm. And that's what's exciting too is finding out those uh, different things. But you definitely have to know your audience. And then I think at the end of the day, is it entertaining? Is it fulfilling? Um, and is it is there a good story? I mean, again, going back to the, to the news, the entertainment's fun as well, but mm-hmm. going back to the news, is it a good story? Are, do, are people going to be 
impacted uh, by it uh, in a good way, uh, more than likely, is that's what you always want. Um, and just, is this going to benefit somebody? And I think that when you keep all of those factors in mind, uh, you're always going to be led to this being a great segment. If you know somebody out there is going to benefit from this, you're not doing brain surgery, but yeah. you, right. but you, if this uplifted somebody in some way, if this uh, educated them in some way, you've done something good. So that's kind of how I, I see it. You mentioned something about like when there are certain guests where you're like, uh, I don't know if I spoke up if they would have had this type of person mm-hmm, on right. or this brought this type of guest on. What is the diversity like in the booking space? And do you think there could be improvements or you think like y'all going strong over there? I think with when it comes to diversity and, and inclusivity, I think that you're never going to it's never going to be like. Oh, we're done here. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. just finito. Well, we reached the, the limit and the quota. The quota. <laughs> Let's just all sit down because we accomplished the goal. 45%. I think <laughs> the na- right. I think naturally, I think you're always just working towards improvement. And I think that's what it is. I'm never gonna be satisfied. Yeah. I, mean, or, I mean, I you know, would love to talk to somebody who would ever be satisfied. I think you always just wanna make as many people from as many different backgrounds and uh shades and mm-hmm. you know, experiences, uh, as many people and many, you know, segments you can cross over in our community and our culture and our uh, country uh, to be represented um, and all the stories that we do. And so that includes people not only in front of the camera being diverse and different, but also behind the scenes and influencing stories mm-hmm. from both ends. And I think that that's, that's crucial. So right. as long as we're moving towards being more and more open, which I believe we are, hopefully, you know, not going, yeah. <laughs> um, then we're in good shape. You know, I mean, it doesn't, it's not going to happen overnight where everything's perfect. But I yeah. think we, as long as we all have a common goal in mind and we all bring that open, open-mindedness to the table, then we're good to go. I think we're going to keep improving and uh, keep telling stories that need to be told and that represent everybody. Right. We talked about your first booking. What has been your favorite booking or segment you produced? Oh, my God. Everybody's going to know before I even say it. <laughs> Kelly Rowland. Oh, my God. Yes. I'm obsessed with uh, Calendria Rowland. Um, <laughs> it's not healthy. I'm joking. Uh, and actually... Um, Kelly's... So- uh, your girl bees are so we, I, we my girl, bees my girl too i mean kelly i'm just obsessed with like i'm just like I, listen i can see what I, I watched homecoming again for the fifth time two oh, days for the ago fifth time, okay and homecoming is incredible by the and way. it got to the part you know where kelly and michelle came yeah. out and i was just like oh my gosh like i don't know it was where, a magical moment i don't know where the their careers just went on different paths and you know Carla had different types of songs. I was just like, she is also a star. They're she all, is. They're Kelly all star. came even, out. There. Even Michelle, they're all yes, stars Michelle in their own well. they're all stars in their their own rights. And and what I love is that like I don't know. I'm just I've just like her music. I like her songs. She just I just rock with her. She's so a cute chocolate she could, girl. She could be coming yes. out with a song called "I Turn the Light Switch On," and I'm like, oh my god, turn that <laughs> light switch on, girl. I'm just obsessed. <laughs> so um, I remember back when I was, and another reason, not only just me loving her, uh, she was one of my first like bookings on my own because I was mm. sort of like starting out at, right after college when I came back to GMA. I was shadowing and you know doing my little thing and like 
earning some more stripes, uh, you know, in the entertainment. And they hired for, you right yeah, out of college, right? right? Out of college, okay. Right out of college. Um, GMA was our first job and still, still here. Still so, yeah. Praise the Lord. Uh, I hope that. Praise the Lord for longevity. Um, so, yeah. So uh, when I was like earning my entertainment stripes, because, you know, the new stripes were already earned, um, I was shadowing uh, some some of my mentors and they were allowing me to kind of spread my wings mm-hmm. in the in the celeb world. And I was reveling in it. Like, I was just like, yes, yes let's do yes. more and more. <laughs> So um, I had the opportunity. I met. I, actually, I'm going to throw out a couple of names. Uh, Maisha Brooks, who I'm obsessed with. She's a force uh, in entertainment um, out on the West Coast. She was at uh, Republic Records at the time, mm-hmm. and that was where Kelly Rowland's uh, uh, last studio album was, uh, "Talk a Good Game." Okay. And I remember seeing the build up press for it and seeing her release like a like a video, the Kisses Down Low video, and okay, starting yeah. to do like little press here and there. And I was like man, we should get her on GMA. And I just, like, had the idea. And so one of my mentors, uh, Monica Escobedo, uh, who's uh, the lead music booker at GMA, uh, she was like, well, God, she's like, I know you love her. Just, you know, go for it. And so I remember reaching out to Maisha. I re- reached out to the late Patty Webster, uh, who was uh, Kelly's longtime publicist um, at the time. Uh, God uh, rest her soul. Um, and I reached out to both of them. And I was just like, oh, my God, I'm Eric from GMA. Just, like, was so bubbly. Right. Like, oh, could you, you know. <laughs> would love to see Kelly on and and they were so nice to me like they didn't treat me as like who is this like we normally work with the other chick you know like who are you um but they were so nice and welcoming and I remember you know my team and my show allowed me to like handle it all and I remember not only did I book Kelly for like a sit-down interview in the same show I also booked her to perform her one of her new songs from the new album oh, wow. and then I somehow convinced her to perform uh, a medley of Destiny's Child. Uh, oh, hits. yes. And Eric. you can look at this clip. You can look these clips up. It was from 2013. And I'll never Wait, forget did you it. Put the, did you put the songs together? Did you like, say, no, I no, need no, these I three songs? I didn't, I didn't yeah. say which songs. I wish. Because uh, I would have been like, bugaboo. That was all her team. Bills, bills, bills. Yeah. <laughs> that was all her team. I think, I'm trying to remember what songs it was. It was uh, Jumpin' Jumpin'. It was... Yes. Um, Bootylicious. Okay. Uh, and uh, I'm trying to remember the other one. Survivor. Uh, probably Survivor. Yeah. It probably was Survivor. I can't remember. Yeah, but uh, she did the meddling herself. But, like, I remember booking those three components in one episode. And pe- and I remember some artists and some guests were like, uh, can we get the Kelly Rowland? That's what it was. I guess <laughs> yeah. That's what it became known as. Can we get the Kelly Rowland? And not many people have. I guess that was just my excitement. So these are special out. treatments that different people get all so there's considered three types of bookings, not one booking. No, no, no. I, it's just okay. I'm saying that there are three things that happen yeah. with okay, her okay. on the same episode. So, okay. you know, it could either be an interview or a performance okay. or sometimes people get both. It just depends on a lot of different factors. Timing of the show, programming, okay. you know, what we're doing, what the show looks like. But, um, yeah, like I was somehow I was able to, you know create a buffet of like two <laughs> performances and an interview. And some people were like, can I get the killer rolling? And it was like a joke, but it was like. Why they saw what I was able to do. And so now looking back, I'm like, that was one of my first solo entertainment bookings. And it was somebody who I adore. adore, And it turned out well. So I was just like, okay. So that kind of like, like everything moved full steam ahead uh, after that in terms of like just going after it. I wanted more. I'm like, who can I book next? Like who can, (laughs) you know, what segments can I do now? Oh, I like this artist. Can I, can I get them on too? You know, then everybody's like, okay, calm down here. You know, like we'll in due time. But yeah, that's that's so kind of my one favorite. thing you mentioned that I kind of want you to expound upon. You said when you spoke to her team, they were really nice to you, and it, because you weren't the normal, I guess, booker. Do you find that sometimes artists 
despite it being Good Morning America and this huge platform, they won't do it because of who the book or producer is for the segment? I don't think so. I think that there are all kinds of personalities in the industry. Okay. Um, I don't think so. I mean, especially for everybody that I work with is amazing. I mean, not spe- saying that any competition or other show isn't, but, <laughs> um, but for the most part, I think it's just people have goals in mind and we're all out to do a job. So like the publicists and the celebrities need uh, exposure right. and um, media for their project and for their cause and we need good content so I think it's a symbiotic relationship that we keep that in mind even if there are bumps along the road with like you know disagreements with a, mm-hmm. a team or with a, a booker and a publicist or whoever which that's just natural part for the course um, it's just a part of the the job and I think we always you know have the the end goal in mind of we just want to put together a great segment that helps you and it helps me and I think at the end of the day uh, everybody understands that I have a two-part question that they're not related, but so my first question is centered around like for people who are interested in working in the space, the booking space, like and not people, but like people who are in college, like the young mm-hmm. kids. What advice would you give them to start getting experience and people like to reach out to? And then also, um, after all these Emmys with you, like what's next on the horizon? So first is for the the young kids coming yeah. up, and then like what's your future look like? Right. I mean, my my first piece of advice for young people coming out, even when some of my mentees, it's been like literally, especially when interns, when it comes to interns and when it comes to people who, you know, are just starting out, you got to be hungry, but you got to be willing to like sacrifice, Mm -hmm. you know, like I never remember ever tooting my nose up to anything that was asked of me coming up or, oh, I'm above this or oh, you know, why am I not starting at the top yet? Um, I'm very blessed and fortunate that I did. My first job was ABC and Mm -hmm. was GMA. It's an amazing company and it's the best thing that's happened to me uh, professionally and and adult-wise, you know, with my career. Um, I don't, I I never remember being, you know, like I'm above it. You know, I never remember doing that. I I always remember putting my head down, getting the work done. No task was uh, beneath me. And, you know, I think that, Sometimes people miss that. So yeah. I guess with young people, and especially when it comes to mentees and people who ask me for advice coming up, I always say that. Just make sure you're willing to do whatever yeah, it do the takes work. for the good of who you're working for or who you're working with. Yeah. You know, we all want to be the boss, you know, someday, you know, but it, it's all about, you know, working towards that that common goal if you're working with somebody or for somebody. So I'll say that um, in terms of book the booking side. There's no manual to like, to be a good booker, you have to do X. To be a good booker, you have to do Y. To be a good booker, you have to be Z. Yeah, there's no manual to to be a, a good booker or be a good producer. It's a lot of just getting in there and doing it. In terms of people who are in journalism, I definitely say that it starts with people skills. You have to know, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, don't be, you know, you can't be shy in this industry. You have to, you know, get out there, meet people, talk yeah. to people, do right by people. Um, stay true to who you are in the midst of that. You know, don't lose sight of yourself because you're trying to get a, a bunch of friends. Yeah. Um, and get a bunch of contacts, quote unquote. Um, and speaking of contacts, that's important too. But that'll yes. come when you go to different events. When you're doing the work, you're gonna be. You're gonna end up bumping. Into you know, these into yeah. these people, and especially when you do well, you're that stuff's gonna come. Um, I think it's really more about honoring your word, doing hard working hard and staying true to yourself i think those are kind of like the main key components and the the technical Mm -hmm. stuff aka oh i have this person's email address that's gonna come right don't you know and then in terms of me 
um, what's next. You know, I'm just, you know, continuing to to build my brand. Uh, I want to stay in the entertainment industry. I want to continue uh, doing that. Um, and hopefully people continue to recognize me as a, a good producer, as a right. good booker, as a yeah. good editorial liaison uh, that comes up with good ideas, that knows how to execute them, who knows how to uh, book and produce talent um, at the highest level. That's what I mm-hmm. want to do. I mean, I look at Andy Cohen and I'm like, wow, wow yeah. like he was doing exactly what I'm doing at ABC. Oh, he wow. was doing it at CBS. Yeah. So that gives me motivation uh, too to be like, okay, you know, I do love the housewives. You know, he somehow <laughs> forayed, uh, you know, being a entertainment booker producer at, at, a, at a network to Jumping in front of the camera, being an exec, and and, and that's kind of what I want to do. That's kind of what I want to frame my uh, eventual media empire as, as being a little bit of a jack-of-all-trades, being able to jump in front of the camera, being able to come up with uh, deals, uh, be behind the scenes, come up, create. Yeah, uh, come up with the concepts uh, of the shows. And I feel like we, each and every one of us, even if you're not in the entertainment industry or the news business, I think we can all be good producers. We all have ideas. We all have things that we can come up with and execute. Yeah. Um, and, and you have, I want to jump in there because we've talked a lot about Good Morning America. We need to talk about what you've done for CultureCon. Uh, <laughs> I love CultureCon. It was, it was, it was a very, very fun experience. Absolutely. And, and hopefully it will be this year too. <laughs> I, I believe it will going into year three, you yes. know, year one was great. Year two, Eric, you just came in and elevated. So Nick Cannon. That was so amazing. I think he's super smart. So when you told me, (sighs) oh my God, Nick Cannon was coming, although he went to the wrong HU. Uh, um, I was very, very I'm not excited. involved in that argument, guys, by the way. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. So tell me what that experience was and, you know, getting Nick Cannon at CultureCon. I mean, first, I want to just thank, you know, the whole CCNYC team for even embracing me and allowing me to, you know, you know, work alongside, you know, you guys for, for a goal that just, you know, I, you know, I'm just like, I'll do this just, you know, just out of the kindness, you know, and and just, uh, I just like to, to the, to everything that it stands for and what CultureCon stands for and what it represents and looking out and seeing people who look like me, uh, just ready to soak up some knowledge, uh, experience from other people and internalize it and go forth and prosper. That just, that's so fulfilling within itself. So, you know, my friend Amani, you know, Amani Ellis is a rock star and I've known Amani since probably 2012 when I first, 20, 2013, uh, as her first moving to, to New York and we were friends first. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I remember being around her and, and hanging out and her, you know, putting the seeds for this and, you know, then along with other people helping it grow and then for me to kind of be involved with it last year uh, mm-hmm. to jump in. Cause I've always seen it. I've seen, I've come out to, I've come, come out to come the events. To the events. I, yeah. I've, you know, supported and rooted on from, from the back corner being like, <laughs> all right, that's my friend. I'm you go girl, you go friends. Um, and seeing them all put it together and, and, you know, to, to be a part of it last year, it really, you know, gave me a, a, a lift and an excitement to, to kind of do more, you know, right. like to not be one dimensional in terms of my, talent in terms of what I can offer up. Um, you know, obviously GMA is my nine to five, but my five to nine, uh, so to speak, is being able to volunteer my efforts and, you know, uh, you know, and I guess what I can bring to the table in order to, 
you know, leverage, uh, you know, some of my my friends in the in the industry, yeah. like mm-hmm. actual friends, not just they're not contacts. Like, yeah. oh, I'm just a cold turkey. <laughs> I know these are yeah. people that I know uh, outside of work, uh, and and being able to to use that. Um, and bring people like a, a Lala Anthony uh, in right. some respects to CultureCon and, you know, Nick Cannon and, you know, Remy Ma. Mm-hmm. And like, wow. Like, I mean, I sort of must have blacked out when I was booking these people because I'm like, <laughs> I did all that. Like, like, Eric, you got who? You I'm, got who? I'm like, I, I booked who? Like, I still, yeah, I'm still, unless I'm like, well, geez, I set the bar. So now I got to really jump, jump <laughs> over it this year. Uh, so hopefully I can, uh, fingers crossed. So you guys uh, so I think wish this me is luck. your producing hat in another form. And yeah. I'm excited to see all that you are going to do so am i so am i thank you guys so much i'm really appreciative i'm i didn't once you asked me and sent me the email i was like y'all want me to interview i'm like are you sure is that the wrong eric (laughs) Um, you still got you still got time i know we recorded but you still got time to ask (laughs) somebody else i'm joking i'm joking (laughs) well these three emmys all that you're doing you're just amazing background everything that you're going to do um we had to definitely have you on particularly with you trying to transition, although we're recorded, but this is going places. So I'm excited to have you. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on. I really enjoyed the conversation. Likewise. You had a lot to share with us knowledge wise. And um, I hope people were listening and picked up those gems that you were dropping, especially those young people trying to get into the booking world. Or people that's trying to get booked. Uh, yes. <laughs> I mean, hey. I mean, I just, I, I, I don't claim to know it all, but I just, I'm thankful for, you know, to be in a position or to have the opportunity to at least say what I do and hopefully that, you know, helps somebody. Yes. And with that, make sure you check out poplawpodcast.com. This episode will be available there on Stitcher. Tune in. Tune in. Podbean. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Apple Podcasts, uh, did you say that? Yeah, yeah, Apple yeah. Podcasts. Um, Alexa, your, um, <laughs> your Google Home. Yeah, Amazon Echo Dot, your home, Google Homes, all that stuff. We should and, be there. Oh, yes. Eric, please give the people your social media handles. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so Instagram is uh, the word capital with an O. So that's C-A-P-I-T-O-L underscore E-J. Um, long story. That, that's been my... Uh, one of my handles ever since I interned at the White House because I thought I was the capital EJ. Uh, we didn't even get there. You, uh, wait, can uh, we s- finish your handles and then I want this Michelle yeah, Obama story really quickly. Yeah, that, that, that's the uh, Instagram handle. And then Twitter, which I'm trying to get back re-engaged in Twitter, y'all. It's just it's once hard. I started working, it was just like, okay, I put the Twitter down <laughs> for a while. Uh, it's E. Jones ABC. So please tell us about working with Michelle Obama. So, I mean, literally the best six months of my life. Uh, from January 2011 to uh, May uh, 2011, uh, I was a first lady's intern in the Office of Correspondence. Uh, believe it or not, I applied to the White House internship uh, three times in total. I got it on the third uh, oh, wow. go. Awesome. I was, a, I mean, come on, I was a freshman when I first applied. So I'm like, Eric, maybe I was just a little bit too ambitious. <laughs> I mean, literally resume full of blank space, uh, <laughs> blank space, but I still applied anyway. And was was definitely you know disheartened the you know that time around. Then my sophomore year of college at UGA, I got a little bit more experience under my belt. Applied again, didn't get it. And I'm so glad of my tenacious spirit and that like I had advisors and mentors and friends who were like, no, keep going. Right. Yeah. Um, and I applied again. I was like, look, if I don't get this time, then somebody's just gonna have to just take me out back. <laughs> uh, but luckily, I, I I got it and I'm blessed to have gotten it uh, the, on the third try and. 
wow, they asked me, you know, they had me rank my offices that I wanted to, to be in. And I just obviously, I mean, obviously President Barack Obama, uh, you know, is such an influential figure already. I'm right. Like, you know, even when he was, you know, elected, you, you, you know, you failed it. But like, Mrs. Obama was just so amazing. Like, right. I, mean, I was like, I have to, that's my first choice. And I got in her office and basically what I did was I was uh, an intern in the correspondence office, which meant that she, she received an unprecedented amount of mail correspondence, uh, outreach, you know, outreach yeah. from yeah. a lot of uh, constituents uh, in the country. But I was able to be a part of that team to kind of come up with a process of how do we receive it? What kind of responses are they getting? Um, and, and not to, to my own harm, but I was a pretty good intern. So <laughs> I worked my butt off. And, and, and I met during that program so many amazing friends, lifelong friends that I have to this day. Like even if I'm even though I'm not in politics anymore, uh, that was another beautiful thing about that experience is that you know, I didn't see her every day. It wasn't like I was at my desk and then I look over across the, the room and, oh, there she is, just smiling, waving back at me. And, yeah. <laughs> no, not going to lie uh, about that. But I did get to see her and have meetings in the East Wing uh, where, you know, her office was. And, and to be able to be in that environment and be in D.C. Uh, and spend a whole semester there while yeah. I was in college, that is an opportunity that I'll never, never, ever forget. But the blessing in, towards the end is that I realized, okay, this was – a life-changing experience however i don't want to do politics uh, <laughs> uh, because and then you know i jumped right into my gma internship after that and the rest is is, is as we said and have you had a chance to book her on gma yet uh, she's been on gma but i have not booked her myself that is that's actually a good goal you just step put a goal in front of me i, I mean i wish i could take the credit she's been on the show but i okay. haven't uh, been able to book it because i mostly you know deal yeah, with the celebs, celebs but she's a celeb in her she own is. right you yeah. know Hopefully she has another book coming out and you can book her for that. And I this mean, production company, all these Netflix shows her and the pr- former president are about to put out. So okay, you got that's your go, Eric. Okay, I got, I got a bullseye. I got, I got something to aim for. Uh, you know, but yeah, it's been, a, it's been a wild ride. Sometimes I even forget, man, I was you know working at the White House. You right. Know? Yeah, wow. You, and Michelle Obama's office. Yeah, we need, yeah. There was tons of stuff we didn't get to touch on that she re- <laughs> talked about in the first two minutes before we opened. But I'm glad we got to circle back around yeah. to that because I'm sure tons of people wanted to hear that story so and just many that little experience. But um, also, don't forget we have our newsletter that comes out um, beginning of every month. And we also have our blog, Pop Blog. And yeah, I think that's it, everyone. So thanks again for listening. And please remember, we are not, not your, your attorneys. attorneys.